Tom Bernard show with our very special guest, Jackie Cation. She didn't Hello. announce herself, but she's busy doing her. What are you doing with the coffee? I'm just uh, making sure that uh, I was thinking, how far is it down? Could I could I risk trying to drink it without the cover? I cannot. Thanks for playing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great game. Is Jackie has the motor skills? It's got to be down further, otherwise I'll spill it all over the place. I understand. Yeah. I understand completely. JB's here. D- Double fister. What? <laughs> Where'd you get that one now? There's free booze in the break room. Free booze in the break room. Mm-hmm. Good it is. That's that kettle one. People <laughs> like it. That? Spumante. It's Spumante. Oh, it's Spumante? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asti Spumante? Mm-hmm. Isn't that your name, Michael? Your real it name is, is Asti not. Spumante? <laughs> <laughs> There's no Asti on here. It's just Spumante. Is Michael Bryant? <laughs> yeah. Bryant Simon? Melissa Kirk. Andy Ray Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back to pick on Jackie. It's going to be phenomenal. Actually, no, we're going to find some stuff out. It's all for... <laughs> we gonna... yeah, those are the two we... choices. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be horrible or wonderful. We're going to do a quick end-of-the-year live one. I'd love to. That'd, That'd be, be great. great. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I want to thank everybody and all the listeners that have called us over the past year. Um, we have gotten calls from the KQ listeners and from the podcast listeners. They always ask about Tom or say something about the show, and we appreciate being able to help you and answer your questions. So it's been a good nineteen or 2018, and I look forward thing. to 2019. Way to have your finger on the pulse. It's there we go. Great 1947. part coming. Yeah, the 19's coming. There's the commercial. We're done. Michael Bryan. Walzer.com. Well, I'm telling Doug. That is cold. I can't wait to see you two guys in Key West. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, Walzer Automotive Group. No. Uh, Bradshaw and Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I I don't think he's there. (laughs) That's really nice. Very professionally (laughs) delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Here we go. I can't get my voice that high. I'd like to. This is a class act. You guys could afford to play that. That's good work. No problem. All right. Money's no object. Because of him. (laughs) Guy's wearing a tie. (laughs) Guy's wearing a tie. He's paying for stuff like (laughs) Like the classics. (laughs) Is that Natalie Cole? 
I'm not sure who that is. It's what? Just, it's a compilation CD. It's got. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, it doesn't list the the artist that's saying it, but. So this came up a couple of days ago, and it's. I once again, I always tell people <laughs> I grew up Roman Catholic, so a lot of Italians, a lot of Irish people, a lot of that kind of deal. So when I see somebody, I touch them now. Whether it's a man or a woman, I touch people. I go, "Hey, how you doing?" I explain, they go, "Hey, how you doing?" Or, "Hey, I, whatever." So I hadn't seen Jackie in about twenty years. I don't know what right, I'm right, <laughs> exactly. I was in high school. You were, was, uh, you were no, still in high school. But no, it's been—I don't know how many years since I've seen you in person. Now I've talked to her several times, but I haven't seen you in person a long time. It's true. I do hide. Right, exactly. You, you got uh, you got an agenda. And technology is your friend. Technology so you, you is you can my call, friend. You can literally, to some extent, phone it in. That's kind of what I do. Right. You're right. You're a, right. I saw a, that look on your face. You, liter- can, you can almost in. phone it in. It's, who doesn't want to phone it in? Come on. I was just thinking about that. It was because, uh, um, actually, I'm working on this bit that, weirdly enough, people don't get as much. Is uh, is my husband and I sometimes and now hello and welcome you get to hear it. Uh, yes. The uh, <laughs> is my husband and I. Uh, I never knew this about <clears throat> being in a relationship where we've been married uh, like twelve years now, and so sometimes uh, we want to make the sweet sweet love, but we're sleepy. Uh, you know how like tired sex, where you're tired but you yeah. want to do it anyway because you you're married and you like each other and you like sex. All the things are in a row. Uh, you're all sanctioned by God and the government, and so um, but you're sleepy tired, and so you do it. And I always want him to have the best time, and he always wants me to have the best time when we're making sure. the sweet sweet love because sure. we love each other. Uh, but when we have the sleepy time sex, neither one of us has the best time. What we do is we have a good time. Good times are had, right? Obviously, right, the, the right. we achieve. Uh, achievement unlocked, tab A, slot A, right? But the uh, um, but the weird thing is, is that I've never uh, named a sexual position before, but I named that one the sex of the magi, which is a, which is a Christmas joke, uh, because is, yeah. uh, we are we're all doing the we're, we it's a fail is what it is. We both neither one of us like I cut my hair and give it to him. He gives me a pocket watch. Uh, we don't win. We don't win. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That joke needs so much I work. Like I that can't. joke. No, no, I know. I got sex of the, but if you don't get gift of the Magi, you don't get sex of the Magi. But then I followed up with a little drummer boy joke. So please come to the show tonight to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to hear the little drummer boy portion of that joke? I suppose that is true. I, so basically, so when I, I came into the room, I saw Jackie out in the in the, in the uh Foyer. Way foyer or the mm-hmm. way, whatever it's called. And then I went down the hall, came back, and I had to squeeze by to get my chair. So I touched Jack. I put my hands on Jackie's shoulders. Excuse me, dear. And you can't do that anymore. And that's what you were saying. You were saying, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You can't do that anymore. And I was like, because it, it, they don't let you do that anymore. I was like, it wasn't a great idea 40 years ago. Why Why would it? You're, we're all plugging along. We're all just <laughs> But the deal about it is, is that in my neighborhood, everybody did that. Yeah, but you know, like like there's old Southern ladies at the gro- at the at the restaurant who are like, "Hey, honey," you know, yeah, saying, they "Hey," do. they're like, "Hey, honey, like, can I get you some more coffee?" And you're like, "I don't even." I mean, the only person that calls me honey is my dad, and um, and that's what's okay. husband call you, Turtle Dove? Uh, my husband, my husband usually uses my name. Uh, there's some oh. hey you. <laughs> there's a little bit of <laughs> yeah, uh, no hey name you. at all. Just uh, are you going to do the thing? <laughs> like literally no introduction at all. I don't know if you guys talk to each other like this in your relationships, but it's usually, are you? Do you have a show tonight? 
And there's just the two of us, so I mean, I know he's talking to me. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't really call. Yeah, what does he? He doesn't really call me anything. <laughs> he doesn't call you anything. That's funny. Uh, sometimes, that is funny. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, there was a woman comic who just posted a thing on Facebook that she does this thing when she when the MC brings her up, she does a chest bump. On the MC. She'll like a football, like jump up and bump with her boobs. And you're like, dude. And she said that the MC was like, hey, that's not cool. And she goes, Is it, isn't that cool? And I'm like, why would that be cool? That's the, yeah. the, I mean, even football players, who they only do it because they know the other person. Like, you don't do it to freaking strangers, right? Mm, I do, but. Well, there's that. I mean, you're constantly touching people and calling them dear. No, but I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, but that, I mean, that's, and then she was confused why that was not okay. And I was like, uh, cause it's weird. <laughs> cause it's somebody else's yeah. body. It's just, I mean, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, some, there's comics, there's a gay comic who used to grab my boob every time he saw me. He was like, I'm yeah. gay. It doesn't matter. Well, and does, I finally yeah. grabbed his crotch and I said, stop touching me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you that. have to stop touching me. I don't care if it's not, I don't care if you're gay. It's not, doesn't have anything to do with oh, you. Sure, it turns out my body has nothing to do with you. Right. It's my freaking body. What are you nuts? <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Why would he do that? Did he explain why he would do it? He just he thought it was funny. Oh, because you know funny. how comedy is hard, uh, <laughs> and people are constantly writing. Yeah, uh, that that you know, and guys do it to other guys too. I mean, he, oh yeah, he's the guy who's like who would stick his fingers up somebody's butt. Cr- I mean, yeah, he's there's happen. trouble. There's trouble there. The hilarity of that could wrap itself up at any time now. Did he use the same line when he did that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a madman. Yeah, no, it's one of the. No, I uh, over the year we talked about this. You know, Al Franken was kicked out of the Senate because he was touching women on the butt. He thought it was. Well, there was a picture taken with his hands over a woman's breast and she was asleep, but she was wearing a flak jacket, so there's no chance on earth he was ever going to touch her. Or she would even feel it. But there's pressure. Yeah. Like if somebody's got their hand on your jacket, you can feel the pressure on your boobs. And what? Yeah. That's it's true. just not funny. No, I understand. And yeah, I, understand I mean, it's not funny. It's not, yeah, and I and I know that it's always been funny. There's been eleven thousand years of hilarity going on, you guys. And uh, it's, <laughs> 11, good. Yes. it's uh, okay. like there's. Uh, do you know that Garfunkel and Oates? Have yeah. you remember yeah. those two? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's Ricky. Lindholm yep. and Kate Minucci, they do it. They're guitar comics, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this song called 50 50. And it's essentially about how they're willing to give 50% to a relationship. And one of the lines is so freaking funny because it's like, I know that this is not the great deal of every man before you, but it's the one I'm willing to give you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be there for you. I just, I'm, I'm only going to be there for you as much as you're going to be there for me. Like, you have a life to lead? Yeah, go go to work. Well, yeah, I, but that's, that's understandable. Yeah. But is he asleep? He might be. Wake no. up. I wasn't asleep. I heard you breathing through your that nose into your me. microphone. That was not are me. Are you weeding off? See? I don't blame I you. I told you. It's, <laughs> it's not me. These topics are so exhausting. But it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned. She tells the sleepy sex joke and you start getting sleepy. Uh, you I, start getting you daydreaming? You daydreaming about the sex of the man? No. The sex of the man. I was literally thinking, and I said it earlier, The uh, man, it's called the madman syndrome. From the show, the oh, Madman. Mad yeah. uh, oh, they named it. 
Yeah. It's sort of like imposter syndrome. They've named things, and then I'm like, what? The, what? What? Isn't that just imposter syndrome? Have you heard about that? No. It's uh, that's because you don't have it. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is essentially it's when you are hired to do something, and you're like, oh, but I'm not good enough, and everyone around you is like, no, you're good enough, and it's this weird thing that supposedly women get it a lot, but I was actually raised to be an imposter, so I don't have imposter syndrome. I can whatever job you want to pay me to do, I will pretend. What are, that so what I are they pretending? Though? What are they pretending to be doing? It's, it's like a self-esteem issue. Like they think that it's they're like their self-esteem is so poor that they're like I don't deserve to be the CEO. And for uh, some reason, uh, straight white guys never have that supposedly. Except oh, for I think they do. They do in Minnesota. Yeah. Absolutely, they do. Oh, I went Minnesota on somebody, by the way. You did? I did. Uh, I learned it here in the 90s, you guys. A passive-aggressive response to yeah, a friend of mine oh, yeah. oh, who yeah. could not... Okay, so I went on a like an old people vacation tour of Vietnam, Cambodia. Old people? Yeah, yeah, you know, like... What are you, like 40, maybe 35? <laughs> well, but I... Yes, I'm 12. No, I'm... I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm 50. I'm in my 50s. Are you so, really? I know. You See, know what? I, it's I'm very you, mature. Yeah. Something like, I've been... Uh, I've known you now for, what, 20 years? Yeah, like? probably. Yeah, because I moved out. You've I've, been in your 50s. and The whole time. I Weird. remember when you used to complain to me you couldn't meet a guy to marry. That's, That's how right. long I've known you. That's right, that I wasn't good at it. Yes. And it turns out I've married someone, and who knows how good at it I am. Uh, <laughs> we'd have to talk to him. <laughs> he seems that's to be a good true. sport. He, well, that's good. That's a good thing. So anyway, so, so, anyway, so uh, I went on, on this tour. My friends of mine uh, decided to go on like an 18-day tour of Vietnam and Cambodia, and I ended up picking up some sets in Vietnam and, really? and, and ba- Bangkok. Yeah, uh, but the... But most of it was tourism, right? Just show, showing me around, and I got some, whatever. I, I I got some comedy out of it. But my favorite thing that happened, which is this is a best friend of mine. She was my roommate in college, and we if we spend a week together, by day three we've yelled at one, each other and just said, "Hey, man, I gotta take a lap. You're driving me nuts." So this is what happens. Day ten. We lasted ten days, and it was her birthday the day that we were on the Mekong Delta, Ooh. in Cambodia, in Siem Reap, I think, or Phnom Penh, and it was also the emperor's birthday. So her birthday, the emperor's birthday. We go on a to- a-, a boat tour of the harbor. There's fireworks. It's an amazing night for her birthday. I suppose. Yeah, that would be pretty terrific. It's kind of an amazing birthday gift, right? You're mm-hmm. in the middle of like the weirdest place in the world that you've never thought you'd be in. There's fireworks. It's your birthday. There's an adult beverage. Her life is complete, right? You would think. Her husband's there. One of her very best friends is there. So the next day she gets up. She's sad that a couple of people from the tour didn't come out with us. She's all like, they went out and they almost got arrested. That could have been me. Why didn't they hang out with me? And so her husband was like, can you tell her that she's being a baby? And I was like, sure. And uh, <laughs> no I've known her for 35 years. I can tell her. And, and my friends are very patient with me. So I'm, I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, you know, those guys, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. You've known them for nine days. What do you care if they came out with you from the Mekong Delta? Right. And she was like, I just think it was rude. And she goes off and on. And finally, I do a Minnesota. I have to finally passive aggressor. I just said, oh, I take it it wasn't enough that I traveled 6,000 miles. It's not It's not enough that we were here. Oh, is it not enough that there were fireworks last night and your life was complete? And she's like, no, no. And I, I, I even, I was like, 
fake cried and I walked away and she followed me and she's like and like a minute into it she was like oh screw you and I was like yes yes but do you understand what I'm saying yes. and she goes yes. Yes, but you're a jackass. And I was like, you're not wrong. It's so funny because I was told. But I learned that here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I really didn't know much about it because where I grew up, they were not passive aggressive at all. No, they were aggressive aggressive. They were aggressive aggressive. Yeah. That's exactly right. So we used to have meetings. I would come in and do a meeting about once a month with the old, not the people that are on the show now, but uh, several years ago. And one of the women who worked there finally came to me and said, do you know what happens when you leave those meetings? I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you hold the meeting, and everybody's so polite, and just, oh, yeah, we'll get that done. It'll be unbelievable. Uh, get ready to edit, really. No, okay. So <laughs> I would go, well, nice to see you again. Thanks for coming in, and everything's going great, and uh, life is wonderful. I'll talk to you later. Okay, man, great to see you. Thanks so much for coming. It's really, really nice to see you. Door closes. That fucker. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Just tell, tell me, me to your face. That's it. Just tell me. I'm doing something wrong, or you don't like me, just let me know. Because then, then I might know. be able to course correct, first of all. Exactly. Or I will. we will have it out, and then we will no longer work together. One yeah. of those two things will that, happen. That Minnesota thing where they smile in your face and stab you in the back drives me crazy. It does. It's, it's not good. It's oh. not ideal. It's not ideal. No. I just... Where, so, but you grew up in North Minneapolis, I'm told. By you. Don't talk to me anymore. Okay. It's <laughs> the so last time I'm ever talking to you. I want you to know that. <laughs> Go swarm. So, uh, I love that line. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. There I'm there for a, you. a lacrosse team in the state of Minnesota called uh, the Swarm. Mm -hmm. The lacrosse swarm. When did they close? Two years ago. Uh, uh, oh, just two, two years? years yeah. Very recent. So, <clears throat> Jackie's in studio. I read a promo for him. And coming up uh, tomorrow night, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday night, it's the blah, blah, blah against your Minnesota Swarm. <laughs> and there was this pause. Jackie goes, go swarm. <laughs> <laughs> like, go and swarm. I can do team radio. I can be yeah, there. Right. I can, can be, be there, there for the filling the. That's exactly right. It worked out. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you would throw that out. Because if I asked, you wouldn't be as good. No. No, you got it. It's got to be organic. Got to be our game. Sure. We'll take a break. Be right back in just a couple seconds. Jackie Cation tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 1030 at Acme. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. 
Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutrimost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutrimost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutrimost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutrimost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutrimost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutrimost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutrimost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Uh-oh. This is Brenda Lee. Mm-hmm. Brenda Lee. Yes, I hit the post. Thank you very much. Great to be here. You like Christmas? I love Christmas. I do, too. It's the best. It's wonderful. Your husband like Christmas? He loves Christmas more than I do. And really? Yeah, this is the second holiday this year that we're missing. We had the trip of a lifetime to Southeast oh. Asia over Halloween, his favorite holiday. Love. I do, too. He decorates the house like a crazy person. He's a Catholic kid. It's awesome. Uh, he was raised. Oh, I know. They fought between Baptists and Methodists. <laughs> oh, that's a battle. Yeah, that was a battle because he's, uh, he's, as he likes to say, he's half from Mississippi and half Welsh. So that's uh, <laughs> so very weird. Like his family's been in this country so long that um, that he's a thing. He's like like he's he's, he's, he's like a regional thing. Like it's like some people. I, I met this one guy. This is a side story, but this, I met this one guy in Maine. I was at this farm for a wedding, and so I was talking to the old guy who owned the farm, and I said, "Oh, have you always lived?" Here and he goes, no, 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 no. Um, but a hundred years ago, we still lived down there. <laughs> and I was like, so yes. He, I so said, yes. Uh, he said, no, no. But the house was oh, down yeah. there. We moved it up here about a hundred years ago. And I'm like, no, that's always. He's like, well, no, we got here around 1640. And I'm like, stop talking. We, stop I, talking to me. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that that was uh, Halloween, and now Christmas, I've. These work. I booked the road. Like last week, I was in Bloomington, Indiana, mm-hmm. and this week I'm here in Acme, in Minneapolis, and then next week I'm in Ann Arbor. And so, in between Minneapolis and Ann Arbor, I'm going to go stare at my dad, who's like 82 years old. Oh yeah. Because you got to go stare at the elderly occasionally. Sure. Uh, sure. And you hitting all the Big Ten towns. Bi- sure. Sure. Seeing if my dad had an epiphany to become a better person. Uh, oh, nope. I want to hear about this. Wait a minute. No, time. we'll just move on. From okay. That. I well, want to hear about this. You know, my father's always been a piece of work. And about three years ago, right. he had this big surgery, and um, he lived. Uh, and Good. then, and then he had it was three heart surgeries Ooh. because he had heart surgery. And then get this, they left something inside of him. So they had to open him again, and then they were like, "Oh, we forgot this other." They had to open him three times. What? Yeah, it was, and every time they opened him, there he was like, "Oh, I'm a dead person," <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, wow, maybe." And uh, and my, uh, but he lived through the whole thing, and so for about a year and a half after that surgery, he was incredibly, like, he was more thoughtful. He was like near death. He he like. Had some empathy, yeah. And now really? he's 82 and uh, is feeling fit as a fiddle, and is full on jackass again. <laughs> That's he's, who he is. He's gone. He's reverted. Yeah, he's just reverted. He's like, oh, I'm clearly invincible. It's going to be fine. I'm going to live for another 20 so years. Where does he live? Milwaukee. Oh, he does. He's in the yeah. Wisconsin. So I'm um, uh-huh. yeah. And so my one of my brothers and my dad. Um, they both still live in Milwaukee, oh, and so okay. in between Minneapolis and Ann Arbor, I will go. And uh, and so I organized for Christmas night in Milwaukee. 
we're going to go to Jellystone Park, and we're going to go on a sleigh ride. If there's snow, and if there isn't, we're going to go on a hay ride. Yeah, that's true. And that'll true. be fine. And but here's now, first of all. I told my sister we were going to go to Jellystone Park on New Year's Eve, on Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day. And she goes, remember the year Dad said maybe, that maybe we'd go? And he, we never went. So I told my dad that, and he said, Jellystone Park is lame. And I said, yeah, but we were children. You could have driven us by and <laughs> yeah. showed us that. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd it's 20 good. minutes from the house. Anyway, so um, we're all going to go, and I, and, um, but guess how much tickets on a sleigh ride with horses and a sleigh on Christmas night in Milwaukee. Without Milwaukee, how much do you think it would be? Like if it were in Maine? 75. A person. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, now go Milwaukee. 28. 28. Good good choice. $12. Wow. <laughs> 12 Wow. I can get two people there and uh-huh. save $4 <laughs> for a ex- ex- uh, Here's And here's the thing. For VIP tickets, where you get a cup of hot cocoa and a glow stick, 14 Nice. <laughs> Kicking in the huge dough now. Guess who went VIP? This you one. Did. This one right here. That's right. Money's no object. I'm not on the big list, but uh, I got 14 bucks a person. So does so, your uh, husband get along with your brothers? He does. Because I've heard... People you say... Have, no, I've heard her bits on Sirius XM about how you were teased by your brother. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, my brothers are pieces of work, which is boy talk for crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they uh, they always just go, women are crazy and men are pieces of work. But that's that means crazy. Everybody's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's fine. And they are. And Everybody they are. Is Everyone is crazy. That's true. Yeah. There's Here's, here's this bit that I'm working on. There we go. Uh, great transition. <laughs> I is love that really that, good Because <laughs> well, uh, everyone says that their mom is crazy and their dad's a piece of work. And I believe that they are, of course, because parents are crazy because they have had children. And yeah. children drive you mad. Now, the reason moms are crazy is because they're the only ones who wake up knowing uh, that everyone has to get up and get out. Mm-hmm. So they wake up talking. Get your stuff. Get some food in you. Get your books. Get your phone. Get in the car. Get out. They say that. 20 minutes later, they're screaming it. And everyone is looking around going, why is she yelling? Yeah. Oh, did she mean now? Yeah. Yeah, she meant now. (laughs) But dads, dads are silently crazy. They wake up thinking just over and over and over again, where am I going to find $100? Where am I going to find $100? I'm going to go in the garage and think about where I'm going to find $100. That's true. Yeah. So everybody's nuts. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, my uh, yeah, my husband does get along with my brothers. Uh, mostly, that's what my favorite. I never dated because I was always afraid to bring anybody home, because my oh, brothers yeah, and my dad. Yeah. And so, when I finally brought my husband around, all Andy around, all the men that I know, I forgot that I have like a hundred male comic brothers. Oh yeah. So they were the first people, and so I brought him to Acme. Because my brother Phil and my sister live here, and they're kind of the easiest. They're gateway Cations. They're the best Cations you want to meet (laughs) when you first meet the Cations, Phil and Darla. And so they, but before he met them, he met all the guys I did stand up with (laughs) for 15 years. And the first thing Dave Mordahl, 
It was Dave Mordahl. It was Mordahl? It was Mordahl and Lewis sitting at this uh, table, and okay. Mordahl says to Andy, so how's Jackie in the sack? <laughs> <laughs> and Andy grabs a chair, turns it around, straddles it, and goes, you really want to know? And Lewis Lee blushed, and Dave Mordahl, sto- silent. Just ev- just like, because Andy was Which like, you want to talk about it? Oh, completely rare, especially at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> But Andy was like, well, here's how it goes. And he's Rattles and starts talking, and they both are like, "No, no, 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 we actually don't want to know." And uh, God, Mordal. And so Dave Mordal just setting himself up for full. Did he light up a cigarette? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he hadn't smoked now like six no, months. No, but back then, then he back would have been smoking. No, like Eddie would have been smoking in the club. So yeah. yes, oh, yeah. he, yeah, he yeah, and Lewis true. were both smoking. Yeah, that's oh, true. Lewis, that butt yeah. hanging out the mouth. That's true. Lewis it's, likes his eaters. You remember, like Dave Mordal? I don't know what it's like now. But he would uh, only eat the one meal a day. It's still like that. It's still like that. Coffee, cigarettes, and then meatloaf. He, and then one quality. He literally got nervous. We were in Vegas some I don't know, many years ago. We were in Vegas, and we go to uh, lunch. And Mordahl is staring down, like backing away from the table, staring down at his food. I'm like, don't you like your food? He goes, no, the food looks great. It just... And he keeps backing up and backing up. I said, what? what's, what's the problem? <laughs> what, what's the matter? And he goes, it's a tablespoon. I said, what? I, I can't eat with a tablespoon. <laughs> he was having a fit about the fact it wasn't a teaspoon, wow. that it was a tablespoon. But he was he was nervous about it. You know, he was, was Todd Glass uh, before Todd Glass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good for him. That's Good for him true. for being a, having a freak out. Uh, the last, when I saw uh, Mordahl in Vegas, it was the year he fell in love with Rich Voss. It was, they oh, were yeah, both yeah, on Last yeah. Comic Standing, oh, and their yeah. bromance was to be... It was lauded. I remember. It was very beautiful. So, I remember. Uh, it was the finals. The two of them are sitting at probably, I think it was the Venetian, but with, it was sort of like one of those open, where there's a bunch of chairs, uh, like squashy chairs. So they're sitting there, and all of these women keep coming up to sort of half hit on them and go, hey, I love yeah. you on the show. Yeah. And Rich Voss is torn between wanting to talk to the pretty women and wanting to talk to his new best friend right. dave mortal right. and i have never seen anybody just block themselves like lady wise like rich Voss did three times he was like yeah now i'm gonna talk to him instead like literally the <laughs> rudest he was rich Voss was so rude with these women anyway. and he's a rude guy but uh he was he talked to him, it made me laugh and he thinks he thinks that that's a bad story. I think it's adorable. It's a great story. Rich Voss is the hero of that story. I think so. I think He's it's funny good. He took friendship over some random mm-hmm. lady just talking to some random lady. He probably worked them both in by the end of the day, though. I, well, we can only hope. We can, one, could only, <laughs> one could only hope that that's true. Yeah, Mordahl and Voss together. I remember that. That was that was an interesting period right there. Sure was unbelievable but i don't know yeah you do you have did you ever buddy up with somebody like on the road did you work with them a lot so you ended up becoming like really good friends well i've been friends with a lot of comics over the years yeah. just sort of like bestie kind of like best friends forever kind of thing that right may or may not last forever like sure. i hung out with colin cruz oh you did for, yeah yeah for the most of the 90s we were kind of really close and then um and then i literally i was 
I was drinking a lot. Anyway, so <laughs> I was like, it's, uh, ex- I was weaned on Pabst and Ho-Ho's. What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> and uh, so I kind of broke that. And then, uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles. And I had a roommate uh, that nobody knows. Uh, she's a writer. She's really funny. And then I uh, started hanging out with the... Maria Bamford from like uh, we, we've known each other since 92 but like around 2001 I started uh, working with her on the road a lot so we're we're pretty really good friends oh, okay. and uh, yeah she's probably my best friend next to my sister and then uh, and then I'll, now I have a podcast with Lori Kilmartin right I, I really and she's a great comic too yeah she is you she, guys are good on that show that is uh, that is it's funny we did a live show one time and Andy was like you're a little aggro with her. You're super aggressive when you're hanging out with Lori Kilmartin. I was like, you try to keep up with Lori Kilmartin yeah. for an hour. Well, that's true. She's super, like, it's just the riffing is out. It's just zing. <laughs> and I'm trying, I'm just panting by the end of it. So No, I like her. She's Lori. great. Yeah, she is great. Marie, I don't think Marie cares for me, and I don't know why. Maria? Yeah, Maria Bamford, yeah. Well, she you know, like she's me. got a... Uh, She's got all kinds of what issues. What are you smiling about down there? When he says, I don't know why, it's like... You know. Sure you do. <laughs> yes, you do, it's you not, liar. It's not real, you know, it's not a real mystery. <laughs> what well, I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying it's not a real mystery. I, why aren't you dozing off like you were like 20 minutes ago? I wasn't dozing you off. Were. He was dozing off. No, it was you. <laughs> no. It was you. Uh, What's the Maria that, Bamford story? That, that's why I flipped the microphone. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, there, the one, there was one... Uh, yeah, because she's never agreed to come in and do the show, any show that I'm. Oh, on. she doesn't like radio at all. At all. At all. Well, I see. I wouldn't either. Right. I, I was, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, you're at home most of the time, so we know that you're. <laughs> you know how much I like you. But I, I, no, I know I could not do what you guys do and sit down and go here. Here, write down five things you want me to ask you. I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Oh, it's God. a learned skill. And it's and, yeah. and, and some people are willing to do it, and she just it isn't you. I I can't imagine it's you any more than anyone else. So Though, I know. Okay. Yeah, she does tell a very funny story about in Cleveland. She did morning radio, and she has a very high squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. And the 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 DJ actually said to her, "So some people think that that high voice is when is the voice that you had when you were um, abused as a child." Oh. And she goes. Is this where the healing happens on morning radio in Cleveland? <laughs> so wait a minute. The, the disc jockey said what to her? He said that he's like, is your high squeaky voice because you were seven years old when you were sexually abused or whatever? Something How like is that. that funny? It isn't. It isn't. They've Why been up since four. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, DJs are up since 3 a.m. I don't yeah, know. When do you people it. sleep? We don't sleep. Well, that's it. But... Yeah, I've heard so many stories because, you know, I've been around a long time now and I hear these stories about how they were interviewed. And I go, I could not do that. No, it's first of all, it's weird. It is. Weird. And then, I mean, it's straight up mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yes, exactly. It's like, okay, I mean, if you're looking for, I mean, it's old timey clickbait, maybe. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the 90s version of clickbait. Yeah, maybe. It's, uh, you get some listeners because you're a shock jock. So, uh-huh. listen, Tom, how's it going? Yeah, great. Yeah. No, yeah, maybe funny. he was reaching because, you know, supposedly all comics are flawed. Or have well, oh, right. a Jackie. Or, or oh yeah, been... this is fine. Well, it helps to do your homework <laughs> before you <laughs> ask questions. Why, how was a joke about sex and a seven-year-old ever funny? Oh, uh, I mean, Jesus! I mean, what? 
You, you, you hate to disregard any premise. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've yet to write the joke. <laughs> you did see her inventory, though. She kind of rolled through. Yeah, she did. She, she, did. she rolled through her inventory. Maybe. You're right. I was trying to think. I just, uh, I've heard a couple of very, very, very dark jokes recently. And, um,. One of them was uh, one of them was mine. Somebody said, "Oh, I know. I was just somebody. They were riffing just some the, like at a at a store. Somebody was. They thought they were the funniest person in the room. They kept saying, it's the Irish goodbye. It's the Irish goodbye.' And my mother was Irish, and I said, uh, "The Irish goodbye in my in my family is when your mom uh, kills herself in a drug driving accident oh, when you're seven. Oh, oh, so, man. Oh, man. which is dark. That's dark." And, uh, and then I heard some uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, not repeatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doug Stan, a lot of Doug Stanhope was not repeatable. But he's so likable. I've seen old That's women laugh at him because he's just, what he is is he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Is, he, is his girlfriend okay now? Because she went through kind of a deal, I remember. And I don't know. I don't know enough about his personal life. And quite but honestly, was, yeah. I've, I've chosen not to. <laughs> I would agree. With, well, he and Mordahl still just adore one another. I know that. Yeah. Well, no, he's a, he's a delightful band. He was on the Dork Forest, which is one of my podcasts, right. too, yeah. right? Yep. And he wanted to, um, he's a banana head. Anyway, so he ended up talking about leisure suits because he collects uh, old leisure suits off of eBay, the Johnny Carson brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he, he buys the actual suit and tie and shirt and the whole thing. And he always looks amazing. They're usually like salmon colored. So he like wears right. he wears them. And he wears them. He doesn't them. just collect them. He wears them. He collects them and wears them and wow. he and he looks good. Wow. Not a lot of people could do it. No. It's no. true. Take a break, be right back. More, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Cation at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Uh-oh. This is my favorite Christmas song. What is it? It's called This Time of Year by Brooke Benton. This is this guy's voice. Amazing. Little girls and little boys 
dream of worlds full of toys. Love it. This time, isn't that a great song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. L.A. Nick. Oh, you got to play when in the very. You got to play Jackie the very end if you can. Okay, the last fifteen. There's seconds. a version by Better Than Ezra. Probably not as good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how does L.A. Nick tie into this? Uh, he was in here on Wednesday when she, uh, Andy, actually played the song. It's my because my favorite Christmas song. And when you hear the ending, you'll know why. He started crying. Oh, Aww. he's an Italian guy from Philadelphia, and he started crying because that song is so beautiful. Yeah, That's I, really yeah. yeah. I got the ending here. Oh, Hold on. listen to this voice. This is a voice right here. This time. When Christmas is near. Wow. Whoa, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's in Olaf's Frozen Adventure, too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the other thing that came up. It's on the soundtrack. (laughs) It's on the soundtrack for the short uh, that they put out about Frozen. Well, I wanted to play it because it's the last Christmas song I get to play. This year. This year. Wraps it up. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love that song. I do, too. He's a nice singer, but he's a poor version of Nick. He is not a poor version of Nick (laughs) and God. They do sound similar. I do love Very them both, similar. though. Yeah. Well, you look at this this morning on the KQ Morning Show, we played the very old, we played Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, we played uh, Vince Guaraldi, who does the, uh, the uh, Charlie Sm- Mer- Yeah, Charlie Linus. Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. You played Tony, Dor- or Tony Dorsey or Tom no, Dorsey? No, 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 it's Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, oh, yeah. Should I tell Jackie that story? <laughs> yeah, what? That's true. I'm in a park one day, and I'm, I don't know, 12 years old, 13. No, I was 14 years old. We figured that out. And I'm listening, and these people said, your mom's on the radio. I said, what? He goes, yeah, your mom's on the radio. They're trying to get a hold of your brother in Vietnam because, you know, she hasn't talked to him in a long time. I said, on the radio? They said, yeah. So I'm listening, and they can't find my brother because he's a long-range reconnaissance patrol Marine, so they could never find him. They take those guys out, drop him in the forest, and they Yeah, fight he was a recon night. Marine? Yeah, that yeah. guy's not near a phone. What's happening? <laughs> no, he's not. No, he was not. But anyway, so they couldn't find him. Now, this is a top 40 station. This is in, you know, mid-60s. Top 40 station. So they said, well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Barnard, but we, we can't. They cannot locate your uh, son. He's out on mission, and they will not be able to contact, uh, connect the two of you. So I really do apologize. She goes, oh, well, because my mother sounded like this. For her. <laughs> oh, well, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And he says to her, well, would you like to request a song? And she goes, yeah, I would. Uh, anything by Glenn Miller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mom, well. Uh, you aren't cool at all, Mom. <laughs> it's except for, of course, why wouldn't you like Glenn Miller? Gosh, you love Glenn Miller, no yeah, doubt about that. I love Glenn Miller. I do, too. <laughs> That, that hey, that music back in that era, Benny Goodman, and and uh, yeah, that was phenomenal music. Took a lot of talent. I took uh, uh, clarinet lessons, and mm-hmm. I yeah, when I was a kid, right? I took clarinet, and uh, I wanted to play like Benny Goodman, and the clarinet teacher was like, "When you're as good as Benny Goodman, <laughs> that's when you can hold it like that." Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of feel sad watching polka bands with the clarinet players because they're just... <laughs> I play bass clarinet, so I learned to count a lot. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, sixteen, two, three, four, but a dump. 
one, two, three, four, <laughs> two, two, three, four. It was just like that forever. So I understand that completely. So how long did you play the clarinet? I played until I took the trumpet because it was more fun to play a marching band. So I played it till I was 14 or 15. And then I played the trumpet until I was 18. And then I went out for the marching band with Mike LaCrone over at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And instead of getting to play in the marching band, still an issue. Clearly still an issue uh, because I didn't get to be in the band because my brother got me a job selling T-shirts outside the football stadium. So I never uh, got to be in the band. So you didn't have time to be in the band. It's not that you didn't No, I had to sell every football game. And so... uh, he was like, well, you want to make money or you want to lose money? And I was like, how am I losing money? He's like, by not taking this job. So the issue's with your brother. No, I got an issue okay. with my brother. Right. How many brothers you got? Four. Four? Mm-hmm. Terry, Philip, Scott, Russell. And really? one sister. Three of my siblings now live in Minneapolis. My brother Phil moved yeah. here in the late oh, really? 70s uh, because there was a halfway house because he got kidnapped and deprogrammed from the Moonies. Let's close oh. on that. Thanks for playing. <laughs> wow. Is that true? Yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. And there was a halfway house here in Minneapolis, so yes. yep. he ended up getting married. And so I came here in the mid-'80s. I stayed with him one summer. And then I moved here in 1990 to do stand-up. Right. And right. in 1995, my sister moved here after she uh, she moved from Florida to Minneapolis just Not to hang out. That's what she said. And then, uh, <laughs> but she loves it now. Yeah, and then uh, my brother Scott moved here probably four years ago. Really? Yeah. They don't ever reach out. They don't go, "Hey, this is Jackie's brother." Oh, they don't call, call the Tom Bernard show no, and go, "Hey, this is, uh, this is Jackie's brother." It's Jackie's brother. I, I was going to say, why would they say this is Jackie's brother when they call Jackie? <laughs> No, call me. <laughs> oh, God, That'd never be mind. A little weird. <laughs> never mind. But uh, they like it here, and well, uh, and it's funny because they all moved here at right. Like I moved away, and my sister was like, "I just got here," and I'm like, "Yeah, I got to go to Los Angeles. See if anyone cares." Sure. So uh, everyone's been very polite in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. They have. Yeah, they've Career's been nice. Been great. Career's good. My Andy's awesome. We got a tiny little ticky tacky house in Van Nuys. It looks like the house on the Monopoly board. Well, that's nice, though. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be great to grow old in, because there's yeah. just the three steps, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's like a lot of people are like, "Isn't that your starter house?" And I'm like, "No, no, that's my finishing house. Your finishing house. That's I'm done now." <laughs> that's what a lot of people are looking at now. I mean, people of the next generation, yeah. they don't want big houses. Well, and no one can afford anything. No, so, that's, well, that's very, very And for true. some reason, all houses have to be 4,000 square feet now, if, even yeah. if there's just one and a half people. Yeah, that's true. They're just like, oh, we're going to need four bathrooms. What if I want to pee in every room? What yeah, happened? So I can't glad. make it. I was like, your incontinence should be looked into. So glad your mother's not here to listen to that, because I'd be getting an earful on the way home. <laughs> Our house is a little too big for us. But we well, built it years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Is There was like this craze where you're like, well, I'm going to build my my dream house. Yeah, right. Not right. remembering the aging process. Yeah. Well, there is and, that. Uh, you're like, because I, I, I wouldn't mind. In our backyard, we're thinking about putting like a, my mother-in-law might come and live with us. Mm-hmm. And the house is a little too small for that. So we're thinking of turning the garage into... Like a guest house. Like a guest house kind of thing. And then, um, plus there's so much housing problems in Los Angeles, we'd be able to rent it out until she needed it. Sure. But I want to put a second floor on it that'll have a podcast studio. And I want to put a dumbwaiter on the outside so that we can rise 4,000 comic books. uh, Because we have room for about 3,000 in the house and we have 7,000 comic books. You You and your husband. 
have 7,000 comic books. It's Why? too many comic books. Why do you have 7,000 Because we keep reading comic books, and he doesn't read comic books and throw comic books out. Yeah. He reads comic books, and then... Well, he remembers, like, oh, I wish I had kept that, you know, bought that Action right. Comics number one for $5 or whatever. Exactly. I wish so. I had used that baseball card to yeah. make that noise on, the, on my exactly. bike. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so now that. he's like, well, this might be worth, you know, $15,000 in 20 years. And it but, never is. But Yeah, because now they're printing too many of them. I yep. got to write a comic book recently. That was kind of neat. You did? Yeah, it was, it was comedians writing comics. It's called Comics and Comics from Starburns, which Dan Harmon owns that company. And it was me, uh, Pat Oswalt, and Sarah Benacasa. We each wrote, like, shorts, like, just eight pages. And it's neat. It was really cool. I would imagine. Now, who's your... Do you have a favorite comic book? I have a... I Well, our, our pull list, it's a lot of Marvel. So, but yeah, there's yeah, I can see that. there's a new one by Chelsea Kane. She writes murder mysteries, and she's written this thing about called Man Eaters, and it's about people that turn into pumas and kill people. It's very okay. funny and very dumb, <clears throat> okay. and I love it. And then, uh, but there's something um, there's a bunch of like sort of indie stuff that I kind of like. Mm. Uh, like there's something called Giant Days, and it's this guy. Um, it's a British guy, and it's all it is is kind of a silly slice of life of university kids in uh in in the uk so they're all mentally ill uh no they're not what that's university kids in the uk in, what just happened and uh no they're just they're just college kids and uh and it's kind of funny and it's very sweet and then i read oh, a lot cool. of yeah that's that's the one i read before bed like i don't read hellboy or no, or mike mignola before i go to bed <laughs> but i read a lot of like daredevil and um Thor and uh, Deadpool, and those are actually the three I just pu- took off of my pull list, so I yeah. don't understand see? why those three came up. Deadpool. Did you see the second Deadpool, movie? Yes. yes. Did you? Uh, I liked it. I have the DVD, the DVD extra on it, mm-hmm. is he goes back in time, because he said he's going to kill Hitler as a baby, <laughs> <laughs> and he's 1885 pacing in front of this bassinet, going, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting a baby? Yeah. Your a... diaper smells like Hitler's anus. Oh, weird. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the and, and, and I'm not going to ruin the ending. So you know what yes. I really miss? What? National Lampoon magazine. It's what? around. Yeah, not as good as it used to be, though. Well, you're not 11 either. I mean, that also. I mean, swear to God. What is that supposed to be? I'm deeply hurt. I thought I <laughs> but it's like people who don't like the new Star Wars. I'm like, I was 11 years old yeah. when I saw it. Mm-hmm. It. I look back at it and I was like, oh, cowboy movie in space. Mm-hmm. I right. still like such right. a thing. Right. Like I liked Firefly. Who doesn't? What am I made of stone? Firefly was but, great. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> made of stone. But, yes, yes but, you are. So the new ones, like on the Dork Forest, I had a guy on who defended the. The, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to give this one to you because you were 11 when you saw the first one. Mm-hmm. And if you, and, and his theory was that if there were one or two good scenes in it, that's fine. So he was like, Darth Maul. And the Darth Maul scene in, in Phantom Menace was amazing. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was a great character. And it so was, yeah. I never saw the third prequel because I uh, was 30. So I was done. I was like, no, I, I, this is actually hurting my heart. Yeah. So you yeah. haven't seen any of the new ones that have come out? Yeah, I've seen all the new oh, ones. Oh, okay. Like the Han Solo one, that should have been Did called you get Lando. Younger? I got yes. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> Lando was great. Han was just okay. The movie was good. But the war movie, the Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is a great war movie, is just a war movie. Yeah. And it was outstanding. You know, I got to tell you, many years ago, like 19. 19- 
God, it must have been 74, something like 73 maybe. I was in Los Angeles cutting a voiceover. And I was working with a guy named Chris Ford. And we're talking, having a good time. He's a tremendous voiceover guy. We're sitting around waiting between, you know, between commercials. And I said, so what's the latest? He goes, oh, my son's a carpenter, and he's, he's decided he wants to become an actor now. It was Harrison wow. Ford. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I got that at Carpenter. Yeah. That's right. You know, you know that. Carrie Fisher died uh, yeah. the perfect time right I after she her. told everybody that she had slept with Harrison Ford That's in his right. prime. That's right. <laughs> That's how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> right out the door. But no, it, uh, it was amazing because it was, what, four years later? He just blew up in 1977 in Star Wars. Right? right. I don't know anybody. I mean, historically, I don't think anybody was more handsome than Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, he had character. like a three or four years where you're like, that's the best looking human on the planet. Mm-hmm. He was in American Graffiti before that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, was, hey, the, what, what, what was the pew green or piss yellow? Yeah. Did, uh, <laughs> that was his big line. Yeah. George Lucas do any uh, recuts of that? Of... American Graffiti. I don't think so. He did not. So what year did that come out? 73 or 74. Yeah, so that was right before that movie came out. That's what I thought. I was thinking, yeah, that might have come out. Sounds like cronyism to me. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I haven't haven't starred in any uh, movies yet. I don't know what happened. but uh, What happened to the career? My career just hit the wall and I'm destroyed. But yeah, that stuff. I used to work with John Travolta's sister, Margaret, a lot, too. She was a lot better looking than he was, I will tell you that. <laughs> no, she's a very pretty woman and the nicest person you'd ever want to meet. I did an episode, a live episode of The Dork Forest, hilariously, with Moon Zappa, Kelly oh, yeah. Carlin, Ooh. and uh, Lorraine Newman. Hmm. And wow. um, so I was like, the three of you have, like, there's so much comedy, like, just yeah. cred in that. And it was, and literally, we just talked about, like, crystal clutching or some damn thing it was like it was there they're all like we we didn't i avoided talking about their dads like i've had diva and lorraine and Kel, i think i've had all three of them on individually mm-hmm. but um like moon trying to talk to moon zappa about her dad yeah. she's just like whatever <laughs> you know i mean it's still, it, he sounds like my dad her dad and, was a genius well my he dad is a genius brilliant. too but my father was a lot Are like they? radiation where uh, he affected all of our lives, but we never saw him. <laughs> so well, that's, nice. that's a nice take on it. He's a, I'm not saying he wasn't a genius. I'm just saying, uh, you know what? Uh, how about quantity time? Did you ever talk to Kitty Bruce? No. You should. Oh, the, is that Lenny his Bruce's wife? Daughter. Oh, his or, uh, daughter. Oh, it's very cool talking to her. Okay. Because I mean, she was talking about. I mean, Lenny Bruce changed the comedy world. There's no doubt about that. I know. Just pretty amazing guy. It's you know I never, I never did watch, listen to comedy when I was a kid. Oh, you didn't? I, I didn't. My dad. It was all uh, motivational speakers. I could sell the sizzle, not the steak. Uh, there was a lot of <laughs> motivate. I mean, we just didn't listen to any stand up. And yeah. um, I remember seeing stand up comedy for the first time in like '79 or really? '80. Really? And I think it was Gallagher on the Johnny Carson Gallagher. show. I often said comedy. I know. Well, and I, I was, I was. It felt like a ripoff too, because he was on Carson, and there was a giant couch behind him, and I was 14 years old, and I remember thinking to myself, "That's not fair. Anyone will laugh at a giant couch," and um, so even then, I could tell what was hacky. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. a prop comment. It was a giant couch. Who doesn't <laughs> a giant couch? Pee Wee's Playhouse, basically. No. Yeah, I never watched that either. I had a hard love time. That show. People loved it, and loved people it. also, uh, I don't, 
like I I do like Weird Al though. Weirdly oh, I enough, I love Weird Al. He's but a great I, guy. Really was, nice band. That's right here. It's um, but I I've seen him live twice, because uh, he's uh, he's silly but smart. Another right? one. Another mm. one. That's my favorite. The is a phenomenal song. So another one bites the dust. He does another yeah. one rides the bus. Hey. I'm gonna sit by you. Another one rides above. Right. It's just silly, but it's it's also smart. It is. I which agree. I, it's like it's my favorite kind of of stand-up that isn't mine. Yeah. Right. I understand <laughs> so, that completely. Like Brian Regan is also yeah. like very silly but very smart, and it's yep. goofy. Yep. And but like a guy like Andy Kaufman used to drive me nuts. I never got the joke. Mm. No, and and you weren't supposed to. No, right? you weren't supposed to. And you were just to, like, hey, like, hipster. Uh, get a job. Precisely. And uh, it was, but it's some like people he was making it. fun of you for Want, watching him. For wanting yeah. comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, it, it's not for me, but I did love him on Taxi, you guys. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and he was willing to take that paycheck. So that was a great show. There you go. By land. Ladies and gentlemen, 8 o'clock, 10.30 tonight. 8 o'clock, 10.30. Marnock, Jackie Cation. I'll see you in 20 years. Thanks. Good to see you. <laughs> it probably hasn't been 20 years. It probably has, but it's, been it's good seeing you in real life, though. It is nice to see you. Always liked you a lot. Thank see, you. i got to even watch what I say to a woman now. I've always loved you. You can't say that. You can say it to a guy, but not to a woman. No, you can say that. I think. I mean, as long as you're not petting or squeezing them while well, you do it, that's true. Be, you can say. That'd be a good thing. There's an idea. It's just an idea. Hey, you know, uh, have a wonderful and merry Christmas. Thank merry you Christmas. so much to everybody. It's just uh, great to see Jackie is the last guest of the year. It's pretty damn special. Yay. Go swarm. Go swarm. Yeah, I'm so glad you did that for me. I appreciate it immensely. Have a great holiday. Thanks for your listenership and your and your and your support of this show for all the people and. You're amazing, no doubt about it. Michael Bryant, the big advertisers, along with Sprinthal, and you get on the list, Steve from Saber. All, all, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. That's all I know. I'm a very lucky person. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll, we'll see you next year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>